hello everyone and welcome to the What's Up St. Charles podcast. It's your host, Nate Wendt. Also hosting here is our fantabulous Nick Lowe. Hi, how's it going everyone? So it's uh, we got a great episode for you guys today as we're going to be diving into a really unique business here in St. Charles. We're going to be learning about Fuse Neo. Now some of you might be like, what is Fuse Neo? Well, we're going to tell you all about that today. So we have Brent Lindbergh here, who's the owner of Fuse Neo, to talk about the amazing business he has. So What's up St. Charles? Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Well, thank you for coming in today. We're mm-hmm. so excited to have you and get to share your guys' awesome story that you got over there. So story, I should say. Wow, words are hard today (laughs) they're hard every day (laughs) yes absolutely so but before we get into talking about the business let's talk about you first brent so tell us a little bit about yourself how long you've been in st charles for and maybe some things you like to do here oh man um yeah wife and two kids uh i grew up in st charles and went to school here okay Um, lived in DeKalb for a few years we got married and then we moved back to uh to really grow the business here in Mm -hmm. st charles so that been around a bit. Okay. And what are some things that you like to do here? Man, I love getting to the parks. We have awesome parks. Good. Um, the trails, the bike trail down the river. Um, yeah, I don't, there's a lot of good restaurants. So I just love being outdoors around here. Yeah. And of course, donuts because you I got love, donuts on your I shirt. Love donuts. So. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? So for those of you who can't see, he's got a, a nice teal blue sweat or not sweatshirt shirt with cat donuts cat on it. Donuts. I'm, I'm a big fan of it big fan <laughs> I'm a, where'd you get that at did you get it out oh, I know. T- they come from all over the place i've got a lot of shirts all right well i'm gonna find that because i like that shirt as well so um so you know give us a little background into your professional experience so you know uh where did you go to school what'd you graduate with and what'd you study yeah so I wound up going to school. Um, I was actually already working full time, but I wound up going to school at Columbia in Chicago, and uh, I studied industrial design. And actually, I, I can trace most of that back to the schooling system here in St. Charles, which I loved. It was phenomenal. Okay. Um, well, were you here when there was North and East? or I graduated right as they split. Ah, uh, okay. So I think I was the last class the before last there class was two. The last class before the big divide. I think, somewhere, <laughs> something like that. It was, yeah, but um, no, so I was from just St. Charles, okay. not east or north. No bias. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then, uh, so then after you graduated, came back here, or what did you do after you graduated? Well, I was, I was all set up to go to school in Savannah, Georgia, okay. and wound up getting a job offer up here um, that said, hey, stay in the, the area, and we'll pay for your schooling and um, give you an awesome job. And I said, let's awesome. do that. Mm-hmm. We're a big fan of cool. that. We want to keep <laughs> awesome guys like you here. So, <laughs> oh, it was just an incredible opportunity. I mean, you don't really get those opportunities very often where somebody says, "Hey, we're going to take a chance on you and um, pay for your schooling and and just give you an incredible chance." So, yeah. And so that you know, once you kind of had that job, how did that lead you to Fuse Neo? Yeah. Well, I mean. And I'm saying that right. It's Fuse Neo. Yeah, not like, you're absolutely I'm not right. Like fuse, fuse like merging. <laughs> no, like, we get a lot of cool <laughs> pronunciations, though. Fuse Neo, Fuse merging together, yes. Neo new. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll back up a little bit because it goes back to like middle school. And I, um, I, I don't quite remember my middle school teacher. I think it was Miss Mahoney. Okay. Was my middle Shout school Miss Mahoney. Miss Mahoney. <laughs> um, haven't kept in touch with her, but she was my middle school art teacher. Um, I remember she she would show us all these videos about like cool art happening and like in different parts of the world, different ways that art was applied. And I yeah. saw this video she showed us on like 
uh, virtual reality stuff. And this was going back a few years when virtual reality was still, it was like Sims level, you know, like, uh, <laughs> or uh, like um, Minecraft kind yeah. of quality. And, uh, and I was like, that's it. I want to do that. And so I got into high school and I was like, hey, get me on a computer. I want to start drawing. And okay. I mean, at that time it was so, so early. Um, they're like, well, we have these design programs and things like that that you can do. We have architecture. We have uh, something called product design. I was like, okay. yes, both of those. And So um, you weren't just using, like, Microsoft Paint to do all of this. You were doing, like, the actual good programs. Yeah, like, I wanted to get onto the software and start actually using yeah. the tools and, and getting close to it and getting some experience in it. Well, you know, um, so I had, like, Mr. Holderfield for architecture and then and then Ron Brown That's for, impressive for product design. That's impressive remember all your teachers. I'm, yeah. I'm well, like, some of those guys, that. I mean, it was super formative, right? Like, yeah. I still stay in touch with a couple of those teachers. Nice. And um, I, like, it's super rare for a high school to have what's called product design. Most people don't even know what it is. Okay. And for a high school to actually have that is is actually really rare. And so I stumbled into it just because I wanted to get towards computer, you know, animation and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I learned that I loved because it's like designing and building things mm-hmm. and solving problems, and um, and so I wound up switching my career path towards uh, towards product design. Nice. Um, because of that, and it's just it's a, the more I really dug into it, the more I realized how rare and actually special that was to have that at the high school level. So anyways, that set me up to go into industrial design, which is where I wound up landing this job right out of high school because I'd already had some exposure to it and yeah. it was already, you know, it was, it was just crazy. So they wound up paying my way through Columbia and um, it was an incredible company to work for. It was amazing opportunities. Um, and then, you know, about 10 years later, um, I was asked to start a company by, uh, by PepsiCo actually. Okay. They approached me and said, hey, you should start a firm. And you were like, done, deal. <laughs> I said, I, I, yeah, let's do it. You know, uh, it, was, it was just another one of those amazing opportunities. I can, I can trace most of my career back to like a few really incredible moments, chances. Yeah. yeah. There were people reached out and said, hey, well, we trust you. Let's try awesome. something and, you know, just make sure you don't let them down. Yeah. <laughs> so what was, I'm curious, what was the name of the company that, you know, first gave you that initial job? Can you say they're yeah, they like a secret well, they company? Don't, they're not like around <laughs> anymore. There's some acquisitions and okay. stuff that happened, but it was this awesome company. It was in West Chicago, right by the airport, Okay. Uh, by DuPage Airport there. It was called Liquid Container. Liquid Container. And okay. um, it was a company that made bottles, huh. like they manufacture plastic bottles. So like, you know, your Windex and your Clorox Breach and your Folgers, Folgers Coffee and all that stuff, like they made yeah. all those. And so my job was to design those bottles. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was just an incredible opportunity, for sure. Especially so. at seventeen years old or whatever I was. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So when Pepsi approached you, how old were you when Pepsi approached you? Uh, I was probably twenty five. Okay, so, wow. Still really young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, they just they said, "Hey, we think there's a lot of people that need your service, and we're one of them. You should start a firm." And so, you know, looked at what that was like. I had been married on just less than a year. Had a really good job, and this was in the middle of the of the recession. So this was okay. 2017, um, and uh, you know, just freshly married, had a had a new house, and um, and I quit my really really awesome job to uh, to start my own company, and um, 
And the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so yeah. Still making it. <laughs> now it's Fuse Neo. So yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, so what is Fuse Neo for people that may not be familiar with the business? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So um, with my background in packaging that I had there at Liquid Container, um, I really loved it. But I, I wanted to experience more of it and broader. You know, I was designing bottles, which was fascinating. People don't realize that, right? Like. Everything yeah, just like, yeah, you got the bottle yeah. and it's just there. <laughs> Everything in your, your refrigerator or your pantry, this is designed by somebody. And so, you know, that bottle that you picked up, that Pepsi bottle or the, you know, Tropicana or whatever, right. like that's designed by somebody. Uh, the shape of it and the way that it works and, and so all that stuff. And so that's what we do, but for the broad world of packaging. So, um, you know, we work with... We primarily work with all large brands. Um, we'll, we'll take on a couple of small brands a year because they're fun, but it's mostly it's it's Amazon, Starbucks, Disney, Pepsi, um, guys like that that we help them design design and develop their packaging. Yeah. And so, how, like, we call ourselves kind of packaging architects, right? We we figure out what it's made out of, how does it work, what is it shaped like, what it, like, all those things, and 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 then other companies make it. So we just prototype it. We design it and prototype it and help them get it to market. Yeah, do all the crash tests and everything. Yeah, so yeah. Throw it at the wall and be like, all right, that one <laughs> didn't break. That's exactly how we do our scientific testing is just oh, chug perfect. it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, crack the case. <laughs> nice. So uh, when did Fusnia officially start? What year? So I started Fusnia at the end of 2017. Okay, so yeah, okay. 15 years ago. And started in St. Charles. So why St. Charles? Is it just because where you grew up is there another reason for well i mean actually the, the very very first start first couple of years um was i so i got married and my wife went to niu so we lived in dekalb okay. for uh, a, a few years there and so i started it technically in just a spare bedroom at our house in dekalb wow. and then a few years in moved to st charles we just needed more space the business was growing yeah. pretty mm -hmm. aggressively at that point and um honestly we looked all over the place mm -hmm. and just wound up back here it was it's one of those things where people say, well, because people are really surprised when we're in, you know, a small town. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, well, why aren't you in downtown Chicago or something else? And I was like, I, I actually had a condo there for a while. I never even lived there. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, I was like, well, I, I want to start a business where I want to live. Right. And I don't want to have to commute a long distance mm -hmm. to my business. And I want to hire people that also want to live near their work. And people don't typically want to raise families in the city. And so – there's this huge draw of talent that's like, hey, maybe they did their stint in the city and they went around to the agencies and they're like, okay, I'm going to have kids. I want to like not – I want to get out of this rat race and yeah. find good schools and area. And so like that's that's the kind of talent that we want to attract. Mm -hmm. And, and St. Charles has all the stuff for you and all, all those qualifications. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, just that – I think that mentality of I, I want to work near where I live. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on? You know, oh, gosh. Um, there's there's so many. Uh, you know, I, I love some of the stuff that we do with small brands, but mm -hmm. I, it's still fun to see your stuff on shelf no yeah, matter right. what. You know, like I was sitting at our CDM this morning um, out there talking with a friend, and this little girl walks by drinking a bottle of Tropicana, and, and that's something, you know, that we design. And so it's, like, fun to see that see people interacting with stuff that you have. But, I mean, every time a, a package shows up on your door from Amazon, which you, you probably – you guys don't use Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah. no, never. No, <laughs> not at all. Shop local. Um, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I, like we've 
we've somehow probably touched that, whether it's designing the graphics for it or yeah. if you get those little like paper mailer things, like we would have done the development and a lot of work on that kind of stuff. So the, yeah, it's, I don't know, anytime you can touch it or see it, we designed the coolers on the sidelines for Gatorade. So when you watch a football game, like it's, there's so many places. And so my favorite ones are the ones that you just get to see out in the wild and, right, and you yeah. come across them. And we were, one of our uh, our designers was walking through Home Depot the other day and, and saw something that we had designed like, you know, six, eight months ago. We didn't know it was on shelf. And all of a sudden you stumble across and see it. And it was like, uh, like hot shot ant baits, you know, like those little ant trap things. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's, I don't know. Those are to me my favorite ones, just the ones that you get to see out in the wild. I mean, and that's just so cool that like the these products that you know these big companies are making come from almost kind of humble beginnings here in our little town of St. Charles. I mean, not little, but uh, <laughs> what, what was the word that Jenna said? Active, our active, <laughs> active little community town of St. Charles. Like you know, to to see that you know we're having an impact on these huge global you know products that are going out to millions of people it's just so cool like i i'm like kind of gushing a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's what's fun for us is we draw in you know brands from around the world right yeah. so these these are large global brands and so we've got people in from all parts of the world that come in to work with us and do design sessions here yeah. and they all they come to st charles and they're like this is a cool little town yeah you know just just seeing the the downtown area and the parks and we always go out to dinner like you know right downtown and um yeah it's it's a fun place to share with people as they come in right absolutely so so we gotta ask is there a dream project of yours or a company that you'd really love to work with at some point in the future anything that rings a bell oh my gosh (laughs) i everybody dreams to work with these these big guys and and we've worked with with most yeah Yeah. we work with most of them already right like i i don't know it's it's a lot of fun some of the stuff we're doing with with disney or uh what was the one that we were just working on the other day like i don't know microsoft or um oh shoot there was one that we were just working on that was like oh yeti we've done a lot of work with yeti cool or guys like that that and i don't know every time it's just it's fun to engage with these brands and kind of see who the people are behind them and 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 just get to meet you know all the cool faces that exist behind all most people know as a big corporate mm-hmm. entity okay. um, to actually meet the personalities and the people that make it up. And, and, and it really humanizes all those brands. Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if there's one dream brand in particular, but, um, or even yeah. like a dream project. Like, you know, when you're, when we, you came in and talked to us earlier, you talked about how you went and, um, put on part of the paint for the world's largest painted ball. <laughs> like there's nothing where it's like, I want to have like the smallest, but like coolest box ever made. You know, I think, man, so much is around sustainability right now. I think um, some of these dream projects that we've been working on um, and, and really want to do is we want to work with brands that, that love to make an impact Yeah, and, um, and really aren't afraid to push on some of the norms and do some stuff that's more sustainable, which is, yeah. You know the the big brands can do it, but the brand the small brands are able to do it with a little bit more ease. Right. Um, it's everything that we do for large brands. You're talking massive scale and mm-hmm. huge infrastructure and major cost, and so, you know, sometimes taking those risks is a little bit harder. But um, so yeah, I don't know that there's one particular. It's just I want to work with brands that want to go make an impact. Awesome. So cool. All right. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break here because our video is going to go off in like two seconds here. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages, everyone.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Break Between Podcast. This is Nick and Nate bringing you all the updates here about St. Charles during our break. How's it going, St. Charles? So we got an awesome Break Between the Podcast here, actually, because we have sponsors. Woo! <sighs> <God> goes wild. <laughs> um, so we are going to give you some uh, dedicated ads from them. So we ask if you can stick around and listen to them because there's some amazing business here that deserve your patronage. So let's get right into it. Whether you're investing in a home, starting or growing your business, or just looking to have your personal finances in good hands, you'll want the bank to help you achieve your goals. Choose Blackhawk Bank as the bank that'll help you achieve your goals in no time. Nice. Banks are very important, but wouldn't you say keeping your home a comfortable temperature is almost just as important? Well, I got a perfect ad for you. Perfect. When the seasons change, you don't want to be stuck with heating or cooling issues in your home. McNally's Heating and Cooling has over 25 years of experience serving St. Charles and the surrounding community, making them the leaders in the Fox Valley. There's no such thing as a job that is too big or too small for their experienced team, so call to set up an appointment and feel confident that your home is getting the quality service that it deserves. You know, I actually had McNally's come out and service my HVAC unit, and they did a tremendous job, so... I can't recommend them. They also get the Nate Seal of Approval. There you go. <laughs> no bigger award than the Nate Seal of Approval. Oh, absolutely. So, And this next one actually has the Nate Seal of Approval because I use them for my groceries as well. But why don't you tell us a little bit about them, Nick? Yeah. So whenever you shop Meyer, you do more than shop for yourself or your family. You shop for your entire community. You help support events like the St. Charles Annual Scarecrow Weekend that celebrates the harvest season while connecting its neighbors. Because whenever you shop Meyer, you help create opportunities for people in your community to work, to play, to live, and to learn. I like it. Perfect. The last one that we got here is St. Charles Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. As your local premier dealer, St. Charles Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram offers a wide range of both vehicles and services for any and all of your vehicle needs with a friendly and dedicated staff. Be sure to stop in for the real deal right here on Main Street. Located at 1611 East Main Street in St. Charles, they look forward to earning your business. That yeah. was great. I, I think that was a good first take for our, our ads here in the po- the break between the podcast. Yeah, it wasn't too shabby. Yeah, so that'll wrap up our break between the podcast here. Let's get right back into it so we can find out what's up, St. Charles. All right. Um, so can you take us through the design process on a project? Like what is what goes from everything from concept to testing, stuff like that? Yeah. So, you know, our team is made up of uh, – it's going to seem like I don't answer the question. <laughs> Give a sec. Our team is made up of industrial designers and graphic designers and engineers, right? So okay. For those people who don't know, which most don't, industrial designers are like the people who think about how things are made and like they sketch all those cool things and okay. everything that you own was probably designed by an industrial designer. Like your shoes were designed right. by an industrial designer or your headphones or like all that stuff, your cars. Um, and so that process, our process usually starts with one, understanding the consumer, understanding all the challenges, you know, what, where is this thing selling? What's going on with it? Um, what are all the product specifics? Does it, is it expire on the shelf because of oxygen or, you know, is it being shipped and, you know, it's super prone to damage? Like what, what are all these different constraints that we have on it? Where does it live on the shelf, the dimensions? 
and then we start sketching, right? We get in and, um, and start sketching out all these concepts and really doing our ideation and going big. Um, and then we go through a series of refinements with feedback from the different stakeholders around the brands and around the manufacturers and things like that. Right. Um, and then we, we start prototyping early. We build samples of it. We test it. We get people's feedback on it. We might go out and, and, and go to consumer groups and take things in front of people to get their feedback. And um, it's, it's an iterative process like that all the way through to handing off commercial files so files that are ready for somebody to go make molds or you know go make print plates and things like that so it's um yeah it's it, sometimes it can go really fast um and sometimes that process can take a yeah year lots or more. of feedback and yeah. you know trying to contact all these groups to make sure you're all on the same page for so yeah totally and you're and you're talking about you know that you're talking about businesses. It impacts businesses to the tune of tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And so these these are big decisions that have to be really, really well thought through, and they have right. a huge impact on on the brands and the consumers, and sometimes like health and safety liabilities. There's a lot to consider in there. So yeah. Um, Do yeah. you ever feel that pressure a little bit when you're making this stuff? Like, oh man, I'm making something that like is gonna affect companies, you know, majorly or anything? Are you like? I like, told honestly, I it's it's something that we think about, we talk about as our team, like okay. having an empathy for mm-hmm. these people because ultimately we design something and hand it off, but their jobs are on the line, right? Their careers are on the line, their families' prosperity is on the line, and so that's why we really humanize these brands and mm-hmm. look for the people inside of it. So we do, we feel that weight whenever it comes to to yeah. encouraging somebody to take a big risk and do something different. I mean, that's a huge testament to you guys and how amazing you guys are that you know these companies. They go to you because you know they know that they, you guys will do a phenomenal job on it. How do so, I blush on a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I so yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of at a loss for words after that. So I'm going to go with the next question. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> so it's silly question time. Are you ready? I I don't know. I'm pretty serious. All right. I I, I mean, we did say no laughing on this yes, before the podcast, Sorry. so we already kind of broke down. So it's okay. <laughs> so um. You know, some marketing is directed at evoking an emotional response from consumers in order to try to connect them to the products. Has there ever been a design uh, that either your team has made or maybe someone else has made um, that has gotten you emotional emotional about a package? And if so, what was it and why? Oh, man. <laughs> Have you ever cried over a box is what I'm asking. <laughs> That's a there there beer on the bush. Thanks. Uh, have I ever cried over a box? No. Um, I think there's been a number of uh, of things that like <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that question. That's why I, that's why yeah. I said silly questions. So. No, I uh, I would say there's there's certainly been a lot of packaging that stopped and made me think or gotten me excited about something. And everybody goes back to like, oh my my iPhone packaging, right? Like. I felt this thing was really expensive and it, I was so excited to open it and just, it creates yeah. that emotional response. And so, um, I, yeah, I, I anger, you guys talked about one of the videos that I did Yeah, and it was the, the it was made to intentionally be hard to open as part of the experience for these man crates or whatever it was. So, but, but why, why would they make it hard to open? Because they want you to feel tough and like breaking into this thing and oh. ripping it apart and they give you a little crowbar and they like... And so it's made to evoke this response, and it's kind of made to humiliate you a little bit <laughs> so everybody else around you can laugh. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a specific – I've never cried over a box. Um, <laughs> well, good. But I think, I think 
there's a lot of packaging that's actually evoked some emotional response, yeah. whether you intend it to or not. Right. And so there's plenty of cool things that, that we've seen or even done that, like, you just look at it and it makes you laugh. Um, or even some of like the on box stuff that we've done, like the advert or the like graphics and things that we may have done on like Amazon boxes that are encouraging people to play with them or turn it into a pirate ship or you know, cat houses or like I don't know, it's just fun, it's relatable, yeah, absolutely. So, good answer to that question. <laughs> it took kind of a while by, yeah. so we got a good one. That was for some that years one, of improv so. comedy, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have some YouTube videos we were talking about earlier called Unpacked, where uh, you unpack kind of how people market their products, things like that. What are some of your favorite episodes that you've recorded from that YouTube channel? I my favorite episodes, yeah, we do, we do. It's it's really, you know, it's this weird little niche, which is what YouTube is about, right? Weird little niches. Yep. It's this weird little niche that gives people a little bit of insight into our world and how we might dissect something, the materials, how it's made, why it's made that way, because people always complain, like, this is stupid. Well, there's a reason, <laughs> usually. Um, so, yeah, dissecting some of that stuff. And, and my favorite episodes are the ones that I've done with my kids. Okay. okay. So uh, there was one we did with my daughter where we opened this little, like, bunt cake thing and these butterflies flew out all over the place and one got like stuck in her hair and but it was just hearing her laugh and mm-hmm. um and have a lot of fun with that my son and i just opened this toy where you had to like pull a key and out of the box and knock on the box and do all sorts of stuff and the, huh. the car inside would like roar to life and then come crashing out and um, it took us like 10 minutes of pounding on this box for it's this like thing to finally iPad, wake up. It's like an escape room almost yeah. where you have to like try totally. to get the, <laughs> the thing yeah, to escape so a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Those To me, those ones where I'm able to like interact and, and play with the kids are, are, are probably some of my favorite. Cool. So awesome. I loved one of your videos. Uh, it was you were doing the unboxing and analyzing for Chanel, the makeup products, okay. and, and the sustainability, which is funny because that's one thing that we're trying to promote here at the Alliance is, you know, sustainability, sustainable travel. Uh, I guess if what steps would you say businesses could take in making their product packaging more green and eco-friendly? Yeah, there is no one like straight up solution, right? There's a lot of different ways to approach it. And some of it's based on your beliefs and the values of of you as a business. And so we talk to brands about um, there's different ways to approach. You can say, hey, recycling is where it's at. Mm -hmm. We're going to invest in recycling and 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 educate people about recycling, mm-hmm. and we're going to make sure that our packaging is recyclable so that we support sure. that. Right. And so that's one way to go. Another way to go is, you know, you've got people certainly in this, like, hey, get rid of plastics campaign. And, and honestly, they have their place, and there's a real need for them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, educating people on when does that make sense and, and how is that more sustainable. But a lot of it is really comes down to using materials in a better way, um, using more kind of recycled content and uh, smarterly, smartly, smarterly, smarterly source <laughs> materials. Words are hard. <laughs> was, yeah, I'm making them up. Um, and so, yeah, we just encourage brands to be really intentional about each of the decisions mm-hmm. that they make. Um, and But there's ultimately a number of ways to go about that, no one sure. specific path. Okay. So what's one big piece of advice you'd give businesses on just, you know, how to market and uh, their product better or market and uh, package their product better? So. Not very good. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say uh, don't undervalue the uh, the impact of packaging, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of brands that just say, well, I just need to put my, my I'm going to just put it in this thing in a box and I'm going to slap my logo and graphics mm-hmm. on it. And, yeah. And, you know, there's there's certainly a place for that. But but creating memorable 
moments, being distinct, standing out in mm. the marketplace is, is a really big challenge for brands. And so mm. um, not just graphics, but using structure uh, to do that, the, the shape of things, the material, the way that they feel, the way that they open, all of those things create this experience. And, um, and, and even to your point, sustainability and can I recycle this thing is what happens to this thing? Is it feel like excess packaging? Um, all of that communicates something and people feel that about your brand. And so um, again, being really intentional about all those decisions um, can uh, can have a huge impact on brands. I mean, we've there have been sure. things that we've done where you know it's a simple design change, and it's it's increased a brand sales like twenty percent. Wow! Just awesome. with a simple design change, like those those things are there, and it's a lot of people look at it and go, "Well, that's not huge and substantial, but it stands mm-hmm. out. It's noticeable. It's different. Right. It does something else." And so, um, yeah, I'd say there's there's a lot of power in it, and and for brands to not just take it for granted but to actually mm-hmm. think about it yeah so yeah. number one make people you know realize the importance of boxing and number two make people cry over the box make me cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well i think there's this weird thing that people as, a, attribute the same value that you do you know you can we can always think of a time where we like ordered something online and it came in like a dingy banged up box in like a piece of smelly oil soaked bubble wrap <laughs> and and you like were like oh this is not they didn't care about it. Like it's obviously not that valuable or special. And then we can think of those things that we open. We're like, wow, this is special. And, and so that it, it just sends a message to people. Right. Yeah. Like, as you said, when you open the the iPhone box, it's like you're opening a treasure chest. It's literally the phones (laughs) in there. It's like, like the choir singing in the background (laughs) and everything. So, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, packaging is very important. Yeah. It, It touches, I mean, everything. And that's, I think, People don't realize how much it touches. Everything that you buy, right. everything that you receive, everything that you eat. Everything that you see when you go to the grocery <laughs> yeah. store. And, and even everything. if you don't see it there, right? Your apples came in, in boxes to there. Like there's packaging that touches it. It's it's how we move goods around the world. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's just behind everything. Absolutely. So, you know, if anyone wants to learn more about you guys or wants to learn more about the, the YouTube channel, where can they go to find out more information? Yeah, well, they can go and be creepy and stalk us on the web um, <laughs> at fuseneo.com. That's F-U-S-E-N-E-O. Um, I, we got a YouTube channel for Unpacked. Um, they can be even creepier and stalk me on LinkedIn. All right, Brendan, is there anything <laughs> that you'd like to say to the St. Charles community before we wrap up here? <laughs> no, man, it's just been a pleasure living here. I love, um, I, I just, hats off to all the small businesses that, you know, um, they do what they do. It's not easy. You know, we happen to be super fortunate in the clients that we have and the work that we do, but running a small business um, at any level is not easy. And so just hats off to all the small business owners and the people that work for the small businesses locally here. Awesome. And hats off to you guys for choosing St. Charles and continuing to be here and be a wonderful part of our community. So oh, thanks. <laughs> Blushing again. <laughs> so, uh, well, that will wrap up our uh, episode here. Thank you all again for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening and getting to learn about Fusneo. There are wonderful business sets here. One of the many, many wonderful businesses that we have here. So hope you guys can check them out. Check out the YouTube channel. Go check out Brent as he unboxes all the cool packaging. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have more episodes coming down the line. Until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. 